Hello. Thank you for listening and watching you at Options. Uh, this episode, I have Candace uh, Mary Tato from the band Woolbright. Um, great band. They just put out uh, an EP last year called Carousel. It's great. Go check it out wherever you get music. Yeah, great conversation. Talk about uh, the art of bartending. Um, this uh, R&B artists, how she writes songs. All the essentials. Um, this episode is brought to you by Heat 2, by Michael Mann. Um, yeah. Check out Michael Mann. Check out Heat. Check out uh, Woolbright. Uh, I believe it's at Woolbright FL um, on the social medias. Check out You at Options. At You at Options. Um, go uh, subscribe to the podcast. Go you know, uh, follow us on YouTube. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Enjoy. Thanks, thanks for joining me. Uh, yeah. yeah. We were saying before that um, it's been, I don't know, every time we had it figured out, something popped up. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, that's general punk rock, you know, time where yeah. it's, you got to be flexible. Uh, but you're talking, you're a bartender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I currently bartend. Um, it has been really fun, but recently I've been like really over it and I'm kind of over dealing with drunk people and doing that, but I understand. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, is it, so are you at like a, uh, what's the bar? Like, is it like a mixologist bar or is it like, <laughs> are you, are you, are you using, I don't know, setting stuff on fire and I don't know, yeah. com- combusting stuff? I am actually. I am. Uh, it, some would call me a mixologist, if you will. I work at a speakeasy. Oh know, shit! It's, fucking... <laughs> um, it's fun though. It's really fun. Um, it's definitely a different style and a different pace of bartending um, that I like because people care about the craft, get creative. Yeah. Um, care about what's happening, and most of the time, people aren't getting like hammered. They're not like just ordering one and one right. getting hammered. People are like, oh, this is delicious. This is from this region and this and whatever, and they they care about that. So, mm. yeah. But wait, uh, so do you guys like post a a speakeasy entry word every day? Is it yeah, like that yeah. sort of thing? <laughs> it's funny because speakeasies, you know, initially they were, you know, during the time like prohibition era, yeah. like actually low key. But it's funny that they pop up now because like you could just look up speakeasy bar and you could just find the code right it's yeah you put you get it's like a number and you find it online mm. um yeah 
Is it is it in like an old bank vault your your bar or is it just <laughs> It's actually um we are above a like sports bar. So it is like a okay. sports bar, same owner but it's def- two different concepts and you walk in it's like a random door. It looks like uh, there's a bunch of like EH Taylor bottles. Um like people always get confused with how to find us and we're upstairs from that you get a type of code in. And, oh damn. Yeah. That's pretty sick. So uh yeah. is so you've uh has been has bartending been your main gig for for a while for the last like year and a half um i was teaching yoga uh for i was like in the service industry and then i wanted to get away from that and i started teaching like a lot of yoga and even through the pandemic um i was teaching virtual classes and then uh once things started picking back up i was like yeah i need to start making more money to afford to live (laughs) (laughs) Um, especially living in south florida things are very expensive they have skyrocketed up so um more than it already has uh been and uh so i'm like okay i guess i'll start bartending again um there's no shows happening right now nothing like that so i'm not gonna need the weekends off like all the time like how i did before and touring really isn't a thing and then um, yeah, now it's starting to get a little bit in the way now that tours are happening again and stuff. So, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. so, uh, this is going to come out after this is going to come out next week, but you guys got some shows coming up this weekend, right? Yeah. 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 Is it a, we got some- a, a, a Florida weekender going on? Yeah. Florida weekender. Um, we're going to be on the road with our friends in blaze. They're a Jacksonville, like emo pop punk band in guilt. They're like a screamo rock band they're really fucking cool um yeah i know guilt's gonna be doing like a month-long tour they're doing like a whole situation but like we me and glazed uh, me and justin hit each other up and we're like we are playing that show in gainesville on the third for the warm-up sponsored by fest hmm. and um we were just like hey uh we need a you want to do a weekender out of it and like just like yeah let's do it so we uh are doing tallahassee on friday gainesville on saturday in orlando on sunday so it'll be our first little string of shows yeah since 2019 that's cool and you guys you guys put out a ep last year yeah uh was it last year holy crap 21 whoa yeah 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 we put out (laughs) where's the time go time just constantly escapes yeah yeah um yep Cause we did like a six month little like marketing rollout for when we put that out. Cause we couldn't tour like everyone in the band, uh, our drummer, he does gigs like wedding gigs and stuff like that. He does events, um, drumming as well as like sound and lights and stuff like that. So all of the stuff from last, the last couple of years that got canceled, got rescheduled. So he's been super slam packed with like gigging oh, shit. And- doing like actual yeah. like weddings yeah. and shit. Yeah. So it's been hard to tour and get that going. Um, but hopefully, yeah, sorry, my train of thought went that way. Why did my train of thought go that way? What was the question? The EP came out last year. Oh, now, EP. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we are like, since we can't tour, what can we do in order yeah. to like keep our stuff going? So I'm like, oh, so we did a six-month rollout of putting out our music, uh, that little EP, and it was really fun. It was definitely something very different um, to let people know we're still doing stuff and, and getting going. So it was nice to put out music 
it's been a hot minute. Hot, hot minute. <laughs> what, yeah, what was the... What was the last thing y'all had put out before the the CP? Before that, um, I put out two things. So I put out a, it was just a solo thing, a split with Absent Father, Haley Butters, Absent Father. We put that out in November, I believe it was, or October of 2019. We put out a single, which was full band in 2019 of, I think like June or July or something like that. Um, I think July. And then before that, our... LP, our first record we ever put out, that was put out in 2017. Although Spotify, it says 2019, but that was put out in 2017. Damn. So, yeah. The uh, are you the the main songwriter, or is it like a, a group thing? I definitely write the skeletons of the songs. Um, I am the main songwriter, uh, but I feel like that's going to change. Uh, and then I feel like it's going to. It's definitely changing. Like. There are, like everyone writes their own parts, but yeah. I just like to do the structure. And um, from there, we'll like kind of mold it differently if it needs to be um, done differently or if we like something better. But for this new record coming up, Host Sway, our guitar player, who he's got the most amazing freaking mind of all time, in my opinion, he's like my favorite songwriter of all time. Um, he plays in a bunch of really cool bands. Lando he used to play in a run for the coast. Um, he just, he's amazing. He plays, he's a multi-instrumentalist. He's awesome. He teaches music now too. It's really awesome. Um, he's like Jack Black at his place. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. Screaming at kids. Kids too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's come up with a couple of songs that he wants to work on some ideas. So that'll be new for me and honestly fun because it'll work something different, make my brain work differently. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's always because I'm not like, Hold on. Uh, there's an Amazon person. Oh, uh, never mind. Uh, okay, she just okay. She just spiked the box and she's gone. Uh, but yeah, uh, writing has always been weird to me because it's like uh, you know, I don't know uh, insecurities of like not being strong enough songwriter. So I'm always like, let me find somebody else <laughs> to be in a band with. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird because you think like people and that's true. Like you get that creative bit that happens. Yeah. But also like it's a you got to practice that muscle. You just got to write songs. Even if they're not good, you can't worry about it being perfect. But like, oh, just yeah. try it. Yeah. You know? Do you when you're do you like passively come up with with ideas and just like, I don't know, something sticks in your brain and you just put it in your notes app or like how or do you have to like actively be all right, I'm writing music for the next 30 minutes or, or whatever. I don't know. Both. Yeah. Both happen. So I'll get melodies. I'll either have guitar parts that I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I record it. Or I have melodies in my head. Um, it could happen. Literally, I could be walking around on Target and I have like a melody and I just start humming it into a voice memo, uh, voice note, voice note. Yeah. Um, and yeah, both both and then sometimes i'm like i'm gonna sit down and write a song i'm gonna sit down and write even if it fucking sucks i'm gonna sit and just do it get it done and exercise it later and maybe i hate it maybe i don't maybe you build off that but yeah so Mm. the uh have uh before uh before wolbright have have you always been at bands since like no um so (laughs) It, I didn't start singing. Um, I played guitar since I was like nine, and I didn't start singing till I was like 17. I'd always yeah. wanted to sing, but I'd never did it. Um, 
and I had met someone in high school and we started like a project together and that was like my first little it was like an acoustic duo project and then from there we stopped doing that and then I was just doing solo stuff and while I was always in that project I was always still writing my own music and then from there I started playing and we did Wilbright. I got all like Wilbright is an amalgam of all the people in bands that I loved in South Florida, like mm. my favorite bands. We all always wanted to write and like be in a band together. So I'm like, hey, you guys want to do this together? And here we are. Um, I did play in a hardcore band at one point. Did vocals for a hardcore band. Okay. <laughs> More metalcore. Uh, super fun. But once I started getting the ball rolling, then I, I was doing bands and things like that and. But Wilbright's really been the main gig, um, yeah. So, mm, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And you're in a, uh, I don't know, Florida, South and Central Florida. It's you know, there's so many good punk realm people in the punk yeah. realm or whatever. Oh yeah, it's a a hotbed. One hundred percent. It's I feel like people are starting to see that a lot now and they're re- like recognizing like, Oh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out of Florida. And, um, it's so Florida's so big. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and Florida's so unique. Like we used to have so many, I've been going to shows for a really long time. I haven't been in bands, but I've been going to shows for a long time. So I was like 14. And, um, we used to have this space called the talent farm and there would be, that was like the longest lasting all ages venue, um, in South Florida. And, uh, I feel like anyone from South Florida, if you ever like interview them or talk to them, they'll bring up talent farm at some point. I know Jer, um, Scott Tune, like, they, yeah. yeah, they stand. They used to work there at talent okay. farm. They stand talent farm to the. I think they have a talent farm tattoo. Um, yeah, it's it was just a staple piece, and we had there were a lot of mixed genre shows. There's so much different types of music that happened down here, and so there's it's so much. Um, so it's cool to kind of see some of that branch out, like people move into different pockets of the United States and uh, continue doing music and um, just having that branch out and people know about Florida because of that as well. Um, I feel like North Florida people are more aware of and their people are, are more willing to tour down and go down to those dates and stuff like that. But I know getting down South, even to Orlando is like a hell of a drive. Um, yeah. yeah. You could just tour Florida. You really could just do well, an entire Florida and hit main cities and do well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, like, yeah. growing up in Mobile, like, Pensacola is 45 minutes away, but it's, you know, which is Florida. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, there's so many different Floridas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know, like, the panhandle of Florida is, like, pretty much just, like, southern Alabama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is honestly pretty epic it's pretty cool yeah yeah we uh we just me and my girlfriend just moved to birmingham and so okay it's cool uh there's a lot a lot of a lot of music going on up here a lot of like um i know uh i've I've ran into uh jesse a couple of times yes um i tried to catch his new hard hardcore band i guess um wielded steel but i missed them at, at a show um yeah but yeah it's so it's yeah. it's it's interesting coming up here and seeing like a thriving like hardcore punk scene going on oh yeah i feel like birmingham is pretty 
they've been on that hardcore, like heavier music kick for like a long time. I feel like that's very popular in Birmingham. And I talking to Jesse on this last tour, like talking with them, like I got a little bit more insight of like how this scene is not too much, but like we've talked about it a little bit. So it is that because like Wilbright, we've toured through Birmingham. Kasim used to live in Birmingham. Okay. And yeah. They would book shows. Uh, they booked a couple of shows for us um, there and kind of growing that like indie, you know, more alternative rock scene over there. I don't know if how big it is right now, but I know like the heavier music definitely is uh, pretty popular there. Yeah. Well, we all just see freaking amazing. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, man. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, I don't know. They reminded me like of, I don't know um, if you're familiar with like Face Down records. They're like, I don't know. They were really big and like, uh, I guess, I guess they were like, it was that weird time of like where so many bands were like quasi Christian or something. Okay. You know, uh, but, but <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that Wielded Steel sounds like a Christian band, but like in the early two thousands, there's that weird, there's that weird, uh, influx of, uh, of like, there's an, uh, I'm trying to say this the right way. This is a compliment <laughs> where the, uh, I don't know, face down is super like heavy, but there's like always like a quasi like air of like, I guess one of the bands was Christian or something, you know, I don't know if yeah. you're familiar with like tooth and nail records. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, it was kind of that thing where it's like, I guess it's a quasi Christian label, but like, I don't know, but it wasn't yeah. like, yeah. Anyways, they're good. <laughs> they're yeah, they're yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Heard, yeah, yeah. For sure. Running on, <laughs> running on heads at shows, whatnot, all that, all that good stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, but yeah, I need to, I need, I need to get Jesse on the podcast. In, yeah, in, in studio, doing in studio. Um. Mm, but yeah, what uh? So Woolbright definitely has like a sound. Is are you constantly? I don't know. Are, are you ever like, let's add a theremin or do something weird? Like what? What's your process with like coming up with new music and? Are you always thinking of like, I don't know, not not like shoehorning in something weird just for something weird, but something experimental, I guess. I don't know. So how I will I will say like this next album we're about to write that we are writing, um, we definitely want to take our time with it, and we definitely want to add as many layers as we feel fit. Um, I like want to have like a week or two weeks even of where we just like are secluded somewhere and just doing a bunch of stuff and getting weird and doing whatever the fuck and like recording weird sounds. Yeah, I don't know what those weird sounds would entail, but I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to just sit and just write an album and like sit and really just flesh out a bunch of ideas and just get weird with it because your recording is like that full vision and yeah. then a live and then when you're doing something live you know that's a different experience like it doesn't have to be exactly what you do on the record but it's a different experience and that's also makes it interesting to want to see a band live it's like it's different you add different things or it's you know more minimal or more whatever the fuck um 
but I don't really think too much about it. My main reason for writing songs is because it's like I, I like need to. Mm. So it's when I'm writing songs, I'm like, I have something to say. I feel this in my heart. I need to let it out. It's like therapeutic for me. Does not replace therapy. Therapy's great, <laughs> uh, but it is therapeutic. It is a form of self care for me, you know? Yeah. Um, so I feel like if I were to start, if I start thinking of, man, that'd be so cool if I added this or that. And there are times where I'm like, oh, like adding this type of instrument or this type of sound in here, you know, not to get too specific, I'll be very broad about it, but like adding certain things, I do think about it and I'm like, I would love to add this. Or like there's like a clip from a song or like, I want to pay like respect to like another song. Like I love R&B. It's like my bread and butter and this next album, even though I want it to be really heavy, there's like some songs that I'm like, I want to like, have similar lyrics or a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of artists do that where they will like borrow each other's songs and like show like, what is it? Homage to it. Yeah. Is that the word? For it? Yeah. So like, I think that's like always really fun to like have a tip of the hat to like, Oh, this song and like Matt, like tying it in with another. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't really think about that stuff too much if it comes naturally, but I, I'm sure once we start recording, it'll start, that'll start to flow. And uh, Ho Sway is really good with that stuff. He really likes to add as many textures and layers and nutrition, if you will. A little bit of ear candy Ah. here and there, Mm. to call it. Um, He loves doing that shit. And yeah, we all have like our our strengths for sure. But uh, yeah, long-winded answer Mm -hmm. to just be like, I'm not really thinking about it right now, but yeah, it'll probably happen. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) give you some of that ear ear candy. We're trying to give... Give your ears type two diabetes. Just the ears, though. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some uh, What are some R and B artists that uh, that you listen to a lot? Um, I listen to a lot of Frank Ocean. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, I love. This is not so much R and B as it is more like neo soul. Um, I love Hiatus Coyote. I love Nate Palm. Her solo stuff's freaking amazing. Um, SZA, like a more yeah. love SZA. Um, I love listening to like old R&B songs. Uh, like there's that Mark. It's more of like a party song, but like there's like that Mark Morrison song, Return of the Mac. Um, Return of the Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing song. Um I think I think he had a, a tr- after that song came out. I think he kind of like went crazy. I remember just randomly looking up his Wikipedia. I, I think uh, yeah, I think he got. I forgot he got arrested for something, something, something bad. Oh, can't remember. Okay, damn, <laughs> damn, I'm not aware. So please don't well, come from me anymore. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that as like. <laughs> Oh, Candace. Well, let me. I'm gonna trap you. That was a trap. Yeah, because I knew you were gonna say it. Uh, uh, no, something crazy. Um, he he might have like stabbed somebody. I can't remember, but uh, oh, it doesn't take away from it being a hot song. You know? Yeah. True. True. <laughs> um, Daniel Caesar, by the way. Yeah, love Daniel Caesar. I'm like trying to think of like all this stuff right now. I'm like, hmm, what other bands? What other projects? Uh, Yeba Smith. I don't know if you ever listen to Yeba Smith. She's mm-hmm. amazing. She's done stuff with like Jacob Collier and like Robert Glasper and stuff like that. Um, Blind Lotus. Yeah. You know, amazing. Yeah. That's not so much R&B, but that's like that jazz 
neo like soul just feel good funky awesomeness yeah i think yeah. i think uh thundercat is supposed to be playing here soon i don't know if you're a thundercat oh, yeah. thundercat person oh yeah hell yeah yeah uh yeah it's always interesting to me especially like you know how it is touring where everything is constantly falling apart at like uh it's tough especially with with punk stuff it's not like you're making it's not like you're making money on tour usually yeah. uh, so like trying to have uh a decent like especially if you're incorporating all this different stuff on recordings and trying to have a good representation of the song when you're playing it live is i don't know is that something you think of like shit we don't we're not gonna be able to have a two keyboardists or whatever come along on tour yeah um yeah no i don't think about that too much and that's like another thing too is like a lot of our stuff is very like we don't add a bunch of crazy layers of stuff i mean you can always do samples if that's the case you know and yeah. be on a clip and have samples and stuff like that and really work on that um aspect of your show but yeah i don't think about that i mean josue he could do multiple things like if we started to add keys he could probably do keys and guitar um that'd be awesome but yeah i don't really think about that stuff because it's like we don't really i i like when we the four of us play live i am like okay personally with it being the four of us like i we can have as many instruments and a bunch of awesome stuff i don't ever really think about having more although it was really cool playing gramps uh with jer when we did that show with jer and we played gramps with them and having jer come up and play trombone on mm. tuesday was really fun um and it's cool to have people come in and just like hop in and do stuff like that i would love it because i love i would love also to have more vocalists like i would love to have people just ripping some harmonies and, yeah. and doing that. And i love that stuff so much um but the four of us, I'm like okay with it being super minimal and it just being the four of us. And there, we have like a vibe. We have like a chemistry together that is just like, we've been doing this shit together, playing in bands together for so long that I'm like okay with it being specifically the four of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's something to be said for, <laughs> um, for only having like four people playing live and um, it's sounding way bigger i guess um the pedals are for right the pe- yeah yeah, yeah. That's what pedals are for exactly yeah you get you get you a wall of pedals uh yeah yeah i don't know even yeah, i don't know even like i don't know you'll see uh like I, w- I was able to see prince he played at essence fest in new orleans in like i don't know 2015 or 2014 something like that and it was only, yeah, it was just, it was four people, including him, playing guitar, and then, like, a keyboardist and singers. It wasn't like, a, oh, yeah. it wasn't like 17 people on stage. It was not. Was not, no. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just, you don't need a bunch. And sometimes it's wonderful to get, like, a bunch of people together. That was fun. That's what was fun about playing in Jer. Yeah. It was, like, they had a horn section, and then, like... The, like you know the string instruments too like the guitar and bass and stuff like that it was just so much fun playing and the keyboardist it was so much fun playing with like a bigger group too like it was a party it was super fun it was like the most fun i've ever had playing a show was with jer yeah um so there's also like 
magic in that as well. But you know, it, it whatever it calls for in, in each individual band or project, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm sorry, I gotta say this, but I'm really upset that I didn't say it before. Another R&B artist say that it. I absolutely love, D'Angelo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay homage to fucking D'Angelo, like yeah. the king. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's, what's a uh, what is his uh, like the how does it feel video? Uh, yeah. Lives rent oh. rent rent free <laughs> rent free in my head of him just spinning around. Oh. Yeah. 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 I feel that. Uh, do you guys? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Do you, so do you guys like? Uh, do you guys put a lot of like when you're putting out releasing something? Are you like, oh man, we gotta do all this social media stuff and this, uh, we got to make videos and we got to do all this stuff. We kind of, I don't know. So that's what we did for this last EP. Yeah. We normally used to not, um, not that we used to not, it's just like the budget, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) But now we're realizing it's an important thing to do. Uh, if you like, depending on how you want your band like how far you want to take your band. You know, I like doing music videos. I think it's yeah. super fun. Um, this lot, when we put out the EP, like I learned how to do face filters. Like I learned how to code a little bit just to do face filters to match the singles we were putting out. Um, we did like cocktails to enhance your experience for like each individual song. We did music videos for those songs too with our, our buddies. I did two of those videos and then our friend Steve did uh, some two of those videos. And um Wait, cocktails. Yeah. So you were, can you explain that? Like, what, what, you just, yeah, you just made the so, cocktail. Like, is it like a video of you making yeah, a cocktail? Oh, okay. Yeah. So we did, I made like a little cocktail card to show the ingredients for an alcoholic and non-alcoholic mm. um, version of it. And yeah, me and my friend Angel, who is also like a beast, like she's behind the bar and in the kitchen. She's like, that girl knows flavor. All right. Mm. Cool cocktails. She knows flavor. Um, and, uh, so we would just get in theme, we had lights up and we would just make cocktails in order to enhance your experience of like the music videos that we were putting out for every single that we put on that EP. So that was fun. It was really fun, um, creating that and, um, getting creative with it. So, Mm. do you, so like, it's on our YouTube. Oh shit. I need to check it out. Uh, (laughs) yeah. When you're um, when you're making cocktails, do you feel the need to do like crazy shit, like setting something flare. on fire and flare? Yeah. No. Okay. I, I'm bad. What are your thoughts like, on that? I make fun of flare. I, okay. I think it's I think it's hilarious to make fun of flare. Um, my friend Lauren, we work behind the bar together. She's interested. In, I would love to learn how to do flare. Some of it's really cool, but I like to make fun of it sometimes. Just poking a little bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. Not hurting um, anybody. Yeah. Just literally being like, yeah. Can you give an example? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. So like this. You get, you have like the cup, and I'm like, you grab the syrup, and you're just like, Ooh. and it's just funny. Like I don't know. Um, we like to spin the tins too. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, we like to. Every once in a while, we'll be shaking at the same time, and she's like, what, what? What? We don't do that. That would be fucking chaotic. Um, but fun. <laughs> um, but we do want to. Yeah, flair would be fun to mess around with, um, but just sometimes it just takes so much longer to make a cocktail, and we are kind of like a busier craft cocktail bar, so it's like 
I'm making like an eight step ingredient. I don't have time to, you know, go yeah. like this, do a little bit of that. Under, <laughs> under the leg. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> like, I got to get to the point right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't feel the need. It, but we, yeah, we do like some things we light up. Uh, we have a cocktail right now called Final Destination. Oh, uh, shit. A little bit of it overproof. Kills we, you. Yeah. We light it on fire. I don't know. It kills you with the joy. With taste. Um, yeah. Delicious flavor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But definitely love doing that. Cool line stuff on fire. You know, some cool garnishes. Yeah. It's a good time. Mm. What's the. Uh, if somebody ordered. Are there drinks that you're just like, fuck? Like, I know. I got friends at Starbucks and they're like, fuck, this motherfucker ordered a Frappuccino or whatever. I was going to say, was it a Frappuccino? <laughs> yeah. They probably hate making Frappuccinos. They yeah. probably hate them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, there's one cocktail on the menu. I just don't like making it. I don't want to say which one. It's a delicious drink, but I just, when people order it, it annoys me. I'm, is, I'm annoyed. Is it, yeah, is it like how many steps it is or is it like the steps are it is silly i have to i do a reverse dry shake so because i'll tell you about that so when you're that's an insider term yeah (laughs) you have a dry shake and a reverse dry shake so what that is is when you're making like a sour or something that has um egg white in it or in our case we use aquafaba so that you get that nice little foam like in a whiskey sour or like a gin sour or ramos uh uh, gin fizz or whatever the hell anytime you're using egg white or aquafaba for that fluff in a drink you to get a really good fluff you need to either shake it really hard before you add the ice and then shake it again i personally like to do the reverse to do the reverse where you shake the cocktail with ice first you slang that thing and you take the ice out and then you shake it really hard so you're not over diluting it and you're getting that good fluff on Mm. the top so it's I don't know why just making that drink pisses me off. It, it, you can order a whiskey sour and it won't piss me off, but that specific one, I don't know why it bothers me. <laughs> it, it's, it, it freaking annoys me. I don't know why. Okay. Um, yeah. How, yep. how long has I've only you know I've only recently learned. I, I think I'm I'm out of the game because I know what I like and I I just get what I like. How long has Fernet been a a thing? <laughs> For Ned. Um, for Ned? No, it's for Ned. I mean, we oh, okay. For Ned, the bartender's handshake. A strong opinion. For Ned fucking sucks, okay? You heard it here Don't first. Come after me. I'd rather drink two ounces of Malort straight to the dome before I would drink <laughs> for Ned, okay? I don't give a crap. I'd rather drink Chinar. Chinar is also like a type of, it's an artichoke, um, was it aperitif? I'm going to get roasted for this uh, after um, I, dinner uh, drink. Yeah. Which is what Fernet is as well. It's herbaceous. Um, I would rather drink green chartreuse. I would rather drink Chinar, but green chartreuse is also very expensive. Also, you can't really even get, um, you cannot really get chartreuse right now. It's very hard. So Chinar is actually, it's an Italian bitter aperitif and Amar- mm. uh, of the Amaro variety. There we are. Okay. Fernet has been in the game. I'm not sure. A lot of people love it. I really can give you a time frame, but I know it's a bartender's handshake. It's just the worst. I'd rather not drink it. Keep it away from me. I'd rather not drink. Like, keep it away from me. Like, I don't want it. Um, yeah. There, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, my, um, I was at a bar 
and the bar was kind of packed. So my buddy was like, well, you just order me a drink and I'll just pay you. It's like, okay. And he's like, can you get me a Fernet and Coke? I'm like, oh, Fernet and Coke. Oh, yeah, that's a popular thing in, in certain countries and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Mm, nasty. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's I think I don't like it. it feels. Uh, yeah. yeah, it feels like uh, it's kind of where now yeah, and for a while. For a while now, Malort's had this like, well, you got to have a shot of Malort because it's terrible. Oh, oh. Yeah, you got to really lean in on the self-hatred. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like yeah, yeah. Fernet is approaching that um, that uh, kind of, uh, you know, cult favorite yeah. drink. Yeah. Mm. 100%. It no. is taking the world by storm right now. 100%. As, as well as the espresso martini. And don't get me fucking started with this. It's delicious yeah what are you doing with baileys in it but that's also my hot take on that too is that is <laughs> what is uh is it just the idea of the espresso and i don't, I don't know what's the what's the espresso, espresso hat- hatred i guess i love espresso no there's no hatred it's just it you will it is taking the world by storm right now like you go oh, like, okay i we make we batch it because it's several steps. So we just batch it. We batch our liquor together. Um, so it's the same every time. Um, so all we got to do is do our batch and then our ounce of like fresh espresso that fresh espresso that we make. Um, but like, we'll just get slammed like immediately, like eight espresso martinis, like right off rip. Like it's just, it's also a coop issue. We're a small space. We don't have that many coops, but Hey, I get it. It's delicious. Is a coop a, a preparation area? What is that? It's a glass, so oh. um, you know, like yeah, martini. You know, martini glasses. Yeah, yeah. but it's like round. It's mm. like a yeah, those the fancy ones, pinky out. Do you do you yeah. guys like make your own fancy ice and stuff? We don't. Mm. Luckily, we order it. Mm. We we do have king cubes, like the big uh, square rocks, cube rocks, but we order them. Thank God, because that's a whole thing, and they're crystal clear. If we made them in house, they would be cloudy. Mm. Is cloudy bad? You want them clear? Um, it's just pretty amazing when it, it's just completely a clear ice cube. Oh know? yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I don't want. I know you got to run. Uh, um, I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. You said you know what you drink. What do you drink? <laughs> I like. I don't know. I just like old fashions. Usually, if I'm get, if I'm getting a, a if I'm if I'm getting like if we go to like a nice cocktail type place i just get old-fashioned because i'm like there's so much stuff i don't know anything i'm dumb bourbon (laughs) bourbon or rye Uh, i usually do bourbon okay i guess i don't know i'm and i always like defer to the the bartender too i'm like whatever you want to do explore explore the space yeah, it depends on what you're in the mood for. You want something smooth, a little bit of spice, but you can find that in either category. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. That's, yeah, that's all good. Uh, <laughs> I think we can wrap wrap this up. Uh, okay. Thanks for talking. Uh, do you have any closing closing words? I don't know what kind of closing words should there be. Uh, don't drink for net. Um, drink Malort instead. Green <laughs> Um, closing words. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we were able to do this and hang out. Um, yeah, we were going back and forth there for a minute, just being like, "Can we get? Gotta cancel. Can we, I almost we, canceled it." <laughs> right. Yeah, it was. I a, was up till 
3 a.m., 4 a.m., yeah. Mm. <laughs> and I have to work at 5 and train someone uh, oh, today. No. Yeah, mm. but it's always cool. Like, um, I really did feel like I was going to stop doing music for a bit. Um, once you put out this EP, I'm like, I think I'm going to be done with this stuff soon. Really? And then, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, I got in my head about it. I got in my head about it. I was feeling really discouraged. Um, I was really exhausted from putting out all the, like I did all the, like a, so much when we put out that EP, um, doing all the music videos and everything, editing, keeping up on social media and doing all that was kind of exhausting for me, but it was a learning experience and I know how to better prepare for next time oh. uh, once I had a break from it. But um, also going on tour with Insigi um, reignited why I love doing what I'm doing, um, yeah. like music in any capacity and reignited why I love Woolbright and why I love doing this and um, to keep keep it going. Like, I don't know why. Sometimes your brain puts on gloves and is like, I'm going to fight you. Yeah. Um, and you got to be like, no, I put your gloves on and fight her back a little bit. Be nice to her because there's a reason why she's got gloves on. But yeah. Damn, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel yeah it's you know if it takes a lot to and just outside of like you know writing these songs and like putting yourself out there that way you also have to be like hey come on down to check out you know you gotta do all this other stuff that that comes along with it that's not recording music right. or playing music. yeah 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 mm. But I've been, uh, yeah. So it's cool. And what I'm saying is it's cool to do this and like talk. I know we talked a lot of bartending stuff, which I also love. It's part of my life. Um, but like, it's cool to like, for you to care and want to like, you know, talk to me about yeah. music stuff. Right. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Hell yeah. yeah. It's all, yeah. Woolbright. It's great. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. You're doing great. Thank it's, you. Everything's awesome. Everything's <laughs> great. But no, yeah. <laughs> I yeah definitely well because like you know I don't I just like talking to people I like talking to cool people I think are interesting like that's the whole thing about this podcast I'm not like I'm not getting money from I don't know yeah. from whoever from uh, adamandeve.com or wherever yeah. you know other other uh, uh, other podcasts are getting money so yeah yeah so, and I think you know uh, even like little and I like to tell people like their music's cool. I'll just send them like a message or something like, Hey, this is cool. Yeah. Cause I know that goes a long way. You it know, it really does. Yeah. It really yeah. does. I think it's important to, in any capacity, express how you're feeling like about, like if you think something good, especially if it's a good thought, it's positive that you think it's going to, someone's going to feel good. Like words of affirmation, I know is big for a lot of people and just being able to share that light and joy with other people. It goes a long way and it carries on to other, to others. It's yeah, like yeah. a little, yeah. little uh, triple trickle effect. Mm -hmm. that, so. A little Turkish, yeah. a little Turkish delight. I hand out to people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. It's, you know, and I don't know, it's hard times mental health wise, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, cool, Candace. Uh, stay on yeah. for a second. Uh, yeah. You had options, but you decided to talk to me, and I appreciate it. What was that? What you had you had options, but you decided to talk yeah. to me, and I appreciate yeah. it. Of course, Michael. Thank you for freaking having me, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah.